Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and we are excited to have you here for our integration night of Step 6 Pleasant Moment. And we have had a wonderful month talking to some awesome guest coaches like Jennifer Darling and Stephanie Schoolmeister. And I'm going to say her name wrong, but uh, Celinda uh, Von Dom, I probably said it wrong. Um, I apologize. But um, and Susan Schwartz, and now we have our favorite integration coach—not an integration coach, but she's our integration coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am just pumped to wrap up present moment and to completely. Be present here with all of you tonight. So, first of all, I am going to introduce my beautiful co-host, the other half of Fearless Generations, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I am doing great. I am so happy to be here. You can hear me, can't you? We can. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I know I was on mute. I wasn't sure if I got off mute. So, good. I'm not muted. Yep. <laughs> And the beautiful, amazing Trish March. How are you doing tonight, Trish? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. You are so welcome. So, (laughs) present moment, Trish. What does present moment mean to you? Uh, Well, present moment is pretty important to me because it's all about recognizing where I am right now and being open and staying focused on what's happening right in this moment. I, uh, I was a storyteller. I used to tell myself stories about a lot of stuff based on my past or worried about my future. So it was really challenging to stay in the present moment and just live in the right here and the right now. But I've learned, I've learned how to do that now. It's fantastic. And it's made all the difference. Yeah. Yeah, this month we've talked about intuition, staying focused, uh, stop avoiding. And I think that um, all these things play into really being in a place where you can make choices. And Terry talked about that a lot in her Terry talk this month as well, of just really being in the here and now so that you can make decisions, you know, because you don't make decisions in the past or in the future. You make them right now. And they may be influenced by the past, and they definitely will determine the future, but you make them in the present. Yep. That, I, can't, I can't even emphasize that enough. <laughs> Is staying in the present and not letting that past 
you know, becomes such an important factor in your decision making. Very important. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the big culprit that wants you to bring in that past or fear of the future is fear itself. You know, it it wants you to continue staying small. It wants you to continue being afraid. It wants you to uh, continue living in your comfort zone. And so it's going to bring up all of that past crap or it's going to make you all worried and freaked out about the future so that you make your choices in a way that's going to keep you in a place that you probably don't want to be. And so it's by letting go of the past, letting go of the future, seeing what is right around you, in front of you, happening right now, and then making your decision on that is where is what is going to take you forward. Yep. I agree. And, I mean, that being in the present moment and being able to be present in that moment has made me a better person, a better have better relationships, a better coach, and just, you know, be actually living my life more fully. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of these steps are steps in, in for freedom and, step, and and things for change. But, I mean, this, this one step itself, well, each of these individually are really pro- profound, but I think that, you know, this really had an effect on lots of areas of my life when I understood mm-hmm. how to be at the present moment. Would you be willing to share with us uh, part of that story? Sure, sure. I um, And I think I've shared this with you before is that I, you know, I I had a position where I was, I worked for in a in a corporate job, and I was in a in a job that was quite stressful. And you know, I was an expert in in what I was doing, but I was not getting along very well with the leadership team. And you know, when you're when you don't have that good strong relationship or that good communication, you know, things start to deteriorate very quickly. And uh, you know, it got to a point where I didn't feel like they trusted me and I didn't feel like I had a voice. In fact, I started stuttering when I was giving presentations or talking to the leadership team. I didn't feel like they believed me or trusted me. And, you know, I would start telling myself these stories. You know, and I was working really hard. I was working the hardest I've ever worked. And, you know, so it was like I was getting frozen in fear. And I had all these symptoms of how things were showing up and, you know, I couldn't sleep at night because I was, um, I couldn't sleep at night because I would wake up in the middle of the night and all these things would be swirling around in my head. I would start thinking about work and getting angrier and upset and all these other things. And so I, I was just not doing well at work and I started to get emotional and things started to get really, I was getting overstressed and angry because anger is how all my fear shows up. And, you know, I I ended up leaving that job. I took a demotion and moved to another area. And I didn't, you know, a lot of that, well, number one, I didn't feel like I had the skills. Like I wasn't a fearless living coach, and I didn't understand fear at that point. So I didn't really have the skills to handle that situation. But I, when I look back now, I, I think to myself, you know, if I had really asked myself with all those feelings and all that stuff that was coming up, like, is it really true that they didn't trust me? Um, or was I making that up? Like, was I basing that on something in my past? 
you know, was it really true that, that I was not a good communicator? I mean, I was a good communicator in every other situation that I've been in, you know, what was happening, right? Or was I making that up? You know, so I mean, if I had really taken the time to look at what was happening right then and there in the present moment and got real with my feelings and stopped avoiding having conversations and really focused on what I was doing and paid attention to my intuition, would my results from that experience have been different? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I really look at that and I say to myself, like, you know, did I give myself a chance there or did I just cut and run because I of the fear, all the fear was coming up and I just you know, let those stories and all the things that would swirl in my head, you know, really control, let fear can take control, which is really what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a huge lesson for me in staying present and really honoring all those different things that you guys have talked about this month, right? Focus, intuition, yeah. stop avoiding. And, you know, the tool that I love the best is, is it true or am I making it up? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good tool, good tool. Yes, it is. And it's actually the tool that we're using this month in our group coaching program as well. And Trish actually spoke to our uh, group coaching program of participants uh, this month about that tool. So, yeah, it is one of my favorite tools. It's definitely the one that I use the most when I started. And it is one of those tools that has, Definitely got into my bones, as Rhonda said, um, where it is just a part of who I am now. And I ask myself that question all the time. And sometimes, you know what? I know I'm making it up, but (laughs) it feels so real that uh, I just sit in it for a while, you know, uh, until I can... Find the evidence that lessens that feeling of it being real. Because, and I, I think that that happens a lot. Like, um, you know, you can, you can be in a situation, even in the present moment, and in that present moment, it feels really real. Um, and, So when you take the time to reflect and look back on it or even uh, in the moment, it can still feel really real, (laughs) right? Um, So it's not necessarily completely true. That is true. And there's another another, um, phrase or tool that Rhonda uh, brings up two around pres- present moment, and that is um, honor your feelings, act on your commitments, which kind of mm-hmm. takes me back to the phase, which is one of the tools I uh, I like to use to stay in the present moment too, just to kind of work through my feelings. But honoring, I, I know that if I had really thought about my feelings and what what was going on with me in that work situation, and really looked at like honored my feelings and gave myself a chance to acknowledge them and allow myself time to process them and decided what I wanted to do about them and then acted on that commitment, my experience would have been totally different because I feel like sometimes you think the grass is greener on the other side, which is yeah. kind of what I thought. When I said the motion and jumped out of the job, 
grass is greener, right? Well, not necessarily, right? So that if you can give yourself a chance to really work through your feelings and really acknowledge them and process them and then decide what you want to do about it. Like don't, don't be reactive or spontaneous. Like I was very spontaneous with that. I was like, I got to get out of here, right? Exit stage mm-hmm. left. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, if you, if you really sit down and think about it and you focus and use your intuition and really use your gut instincts, like maybe that wasn't the best decision, but it, maybe I would have made it yeah. something different if I had really paid attention and was in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Has there been a time where you've found yourself living in the past or living in the present and, um, you know, not, you know, maybe having that wake-up call um, of, I really need to start living in the in the present moment. Absolutely, I'm actually having some of that right now. I've uh, been doing. I've been going through one of Rhonda's books, "Change Your Life in 30 Days" by Rhonda Britton, and uh, I've had some really very interesting experiences with the material in that book. And um, mm-hmm. one of the, I did a little video today about a situation. Um, you know, I do healing work plus coaching, and, you know, my family is pretty religious and doesn't necessarily agree with the healing pieces of what I do. So um, today's topic was all about heaven and having heaven on earth and committing to who you are and writing a commitment letter and, you know, celebrating yourself. And, you know, I realized that I something happened a while back that really has held me back is that you know, my, my dad's a really big supporter of the healing work I do. He believes in it. He experiences it. You know, but he was sharing, talking about it with one of my family members, and they said, you know, the devil works in mysterious ways. And I, I realized something when I was doing my Facebook Live that, you know, I really let that impact me, you know, mm-hmm. and not really share all of who I am with my family and really keeping me small and, you know, not kind of shining my light of who I am. And, you know, I'm worth knowing. I'm worth sharing all the different pieces of myself. And, you know, I deserve to do that for myself. But I also, you know, I'm kind of, you know, hiding my light under a bushel, so to speak. And, you know, why is that? Because somebody made a a remark, you know, who doesn't know me or knows what I'm doing. Right? So I'm really Mm -hmm. keeping myself from doing something based on that remark and that remark was made, I don't know, like five or six years ago. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's still, it was still effective. So yeah. it could definitely come up. And, uh, you know, I think it's really facing that and, and giving yourself a chance to decide, like, are you going to let that, are you going to let that affect you moving forward? Or are you going to live in the present moment and really be your true self? Yeah. Yeah, I find that we can definitely get stuck in the the definition that maybe we gave ourselves or someone else gave us in the past and, like, feel like that we can't move away from um, that definition um, or that right. thought process that someone used to have of us. Um, right. So, yeah, um, but letting the past go and embracing who we are now and sharing who we are now, that's definitely powerful. 
Um, Terry, but, what about you? Sorry, Is there a moment? I'm sorry. Sorry, can I just clarify? I do believe in God, and I have a close relationship with God. So I, it was very hurtful to hear that. So I just want to bring that up in case anybody has any questions. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you well, for clarifying. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's uh, we know you, so I I think that probably made you feel good to make that that statement to our listeners. Um, I yeah, think but Terry, uh, you have a I have a specific question for you. Just a second. Oh, okay. So is there <laughs> is there a time where you found yourself living in the past? or living in the future and you um, were you were woken up to the fact that you really needed to be living in the present? Well, let's see. How many, how long do you have? <laughs> Just one story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can think of many many times that I let the past rule my my life and uh most of it was was probably around my feelings of uh not being enough mhm and and believing that even after I was in in a you know I had a loving husband who uh treated me really well and and there was no reason for me to think that I wasn't good enough because I had a I had a really um, supportive life with him, and yet I still was living in the past of how I felt, which was a lot of that was made up, but that was how I felt that I was not um, was not good enough, and I had to work harder than anybody else in order to prove that I was good enough and that I was smart enough and I did well enough in school and I, you know, was successful and it was um, a roller coaster ride. And probably Mm -hmm. that was my biggest, I don't know what you want to call it, I call it a revelation, you know, a realization that I was loved and I was good enough just the way I was and that I could be vulnerable, which I would never have been vulnerable and allowed myself to, if I made a mistake, I would never, ever admit that I made a mistake um, because I I just felt that I had to be perfect in order to be seen as being worthwhile. So I really um, lived in my past, which, uh, as I said, a lot of it, a lot of it was made up. Uh, I was loved as a child. I know now that I was, but I never believed it um, growing up. And so uh, I just, I lived in that past and that past haunted me and kept me from loving myself. And I think that was the greatest uh, disservice that I did to myself was not loving myself and not being, uh, seeing my value and not recognizing that I was, um, of great value. Yeah. Was there a moment where you saw, oh, this is my past and I'm going to live in my present or was it more of a slow process? No, I, well, I think it was in a term of a slow process, realizing that I was living a story that may or may not have been true. But I think it came, actually, I, I kind of had an epiphany in a, and an understanding that came to me 
in a visual representation of um, an hourglass. And I saw this hourglass and I saw all the sand was stuck in the top of the hourglass and there was like a plug holding it there and it couldn't come through. And I just, I just heard this little voice that said, that plug is you not loving yourself. And once I understood that if I loved myself, all of that sand could fall down into the other part of the hourglass. And I equated that sand to being love. And so I was withholding that love from myself. And because I was withholding it from myself, I wasn't authentically loving others. And so once I understood that, and that came to me kind of like in a flash, I could start practicing loving myself. And then that, that plug, you know, started to dissolve and all that love that I gave to myself, then I started giving to others in a way that brought me joy and not in a way that I felt obligated to love people, but I authentically Mm -hmm. could love people because I loved myself. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that, Usually there is a moment where we realize, why am I doing this? And uh, for me, I have a tendency to live in the future. And um, I plan and I, uh, you know, have all these steps that I'm going to take so that I can obtain this future that I want. And it's like I'm waiting around for it to magically um, appear in front of me as I take these steps. And if everyone else around me was taking these steps with me, it might happen, but not everybody is. So I would, I would just be waiting around for these other people to catch up and um, want this want this future life that I was planning for all of us with me. And uh, it took me probably about seven years to realize (laughs) that um, not everyone was as committed to this future life as I was, and it really wasn't going to happen. And so I had to let go of all of these plans, and it wasn't easy uh, to let them go. And I was, you know, Um, But I did, and I was able to see a different future, a different possibility for us, and and it changes all the time. I'm not attached to any particular thing happening, and it also allows me to make smaller plans, smaller as in time out from today, um, you know, and and do things uh, do things in the moment that are still getting me to my you know my overarching goal of you know of getting my family more active, having us eat better, you know all of these things that I want for us, um, but it's not attached to any specific way of it happening. Um, so that was definitely. Uh, something that I had to, or that I chose to overcome, um, was being so attached to a particular uh, future and getting there and having it look 
a specific way um, that I had planned step by step. Um, so I think that we can definitely get stuck in in living in the future or living in the past, and either of them are keeping us unfocused um, and committed to the present moment. And like we've said earlier, all of us have said, is that decisions are made in the present moment. Life is lived in the present moment. Joy is experienced in the present moment. And when we are willing to be present and intentional in our lives, that's when we can live in freedom. Are you guys still there? Yep. <laughs> I was just okay. like, we're still in. here. You're taking it in. All right, all right. Sounds good. So, Trish, <laughs> I know you've been taught, you uh, said earlier about how um, you're going through Change Your Life in 30 Days by Rhonda Britton. And um, oh, okay. I know because I'm in it. You're doing that in your Facebook group. So will you share with the listeners um, your group and how they can get in on hearing that information from you as well? Absolutely. I would love for everybody to join my group. It's called Growing to Greatness with Trish March, and it's growing, G-R-O-W-I-N, the number two to greatness with Trish March. Um, Yes, just please uh, send, send, you can just try to join and accept uh, the, fill up, uh, sorry, provide some answers and answer the, and agree to the the terms for the guidelines and join. I would love to have you all there. Um, It's been really interesting. Every month we do a different topic. March is growth month. And uh, so I am growing by doing a book, uh, but I've encouraged everybody in the group to do something to grow throughout the month. And uh, next month is the month of yes, 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 yes. So I'm going to be saying yes, and I'm going to be challenging all those group members to also say yes. And I I think we're going to be doing some challenges. We have our first challenge on April Fool's Day. I'm going to be challenging everybody to do a prank, a nice, fun prank, not anything mean, but something, (laughs) you know, just to have fun. And, you know, if people in the group want to challenge me throughout the month, I'm going to say yes, unless it's, you know, going to hurt me or hurt somebody else or, you know, go against my values. or Illegal. (laughs) Oh, I am so getting in on that. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to think of a good one. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. It's the month of death. Well, just remember, I can challenge you back. I just thought it would be really fun and interactive. And Mm. a nice way to to, uh, bring spring more into it. Right, and get everybody living yeah. in the present. What a great way to live in the I present, that. right? Set challenges and say yeah. yes. And definitely uh, post uh, an easy link to your group in the Facebook group and on the Facebook page so that um, our listeners can uh, find an easy way of getting there. All and right. that awesome. anyone who who's not with us here on the show can still have access to it. I would love that. 
So we have a, a little less than two minutes left. So is there anything uh, that uh, either of you would want to say before we get off, knowing that you have about 30 seconds? <laughs> No, no, we're not for the challenge of 30 seconds. <laughs> How could we say anything profound in 30 seconds? <laughs> oh, I believe in your ability. I believe in it. Okay, then I will just say we want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom are created uh, by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to learn more about the Fearless Living Institute, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can also find out more about Fearless Generations and Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on our Facebook page, Fearless Generations, or in our Facebook group, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. I know it's long, but it's a fun place to be. Uh, Terry and I have... Um, a our new not new but our uh, workshop our three-step workshop series coming up of change your life which is also based on the same book that trish is going through and our step one which is a free one hour webinar is april 14th so definitely put that on your calendar and we also have our group coaching program uh, starting up in, well, you're able to start up with us in April. So if you want to get in on that, act fast. We are doing step seven. It's going right along with the podcast. So any questions, make sure you get a hold of us. And until next week, be fearless. Be fearless. Thank you, Trish. Be fearless. Thanks so much for having me on, ladies. Thank you. Be fearless.